You're listening to Running Around Charlotte, presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. Now, here are your hosts for Running Around Charlotte, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper. We welcome runners from every background at the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon and choose ambassadors who reflect that diversity too. Our next guest on the Running Around Charlotte podcast is a husband and father of two who hails from the Bronx, New York, but he's been around the world serving in the U.S. Army and also found time to give back to the community he lives in now, which is Camden, South Carolina, while pursuing his MBA. Sounds like he has a full plate. Let's learn more about Xavier Vargas, who you'll see are running our six-pack races and the marathon. That wears me out, Xavier. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I, have, I have a supportive family. <laughs> I guess so. And what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> um, run, uh, either work out or just much, take, take advantage of the family time, honestly. Well, good. So, uh, you know, I'm always curious. Like, I, I've been to New York several times. I've run the New York City Marathon. Um, helped support it with the timing and scoring a couple years. Been fortunate. Um, I, I'm always curious. What's it like growing up in the Bronx? What was your life like and um, things you were involved in growing up? Um, I was blessed because I was the younger of, of three or well, no, four, four boys. Um, but at the time, my little brother is 12 years younger than me, so he was kind of like, he wasn't around. But I was blessed because I have a brother that are like four to five years older than me. So they were involved in like street gangs and everything like that. And I was always, like my grandmother was always like, no, you're gonna stay in the books, you're gonna stay in school, you're gonna go to the Beacon Centers. So I was fortunate that my grandmother always had me and then like in all these different sports. So I was either in boxing, baseball, basketball, uh, when my brothers were doing their own thing because she couldn't control them. You know, in projects, it was 21 stories and we lived on the 21st floor. Um, you know, it just wasn't the best environment. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things that happened where I had to go away for like five months uh, for something that I didn't do. Uh, somebody did something, but because I was with them later on when the yeah. police caught them, they handed one of the hand of all in New York City. So I got rolled up with that. Mm-hmm. I did five months, two years. Um, and then after that, it was like, okay, like I really got to get away from here. So I went to Connecticut and then, yeah, joined the army after that. That's great. Now, um, 21st floor, I assume that wasn't the penthouse. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. It's just a lot you get the longest ride up, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Hopefully you're not getting groceries when the elevator goes out. Oh <laughs> man. Holy cow. Oh my! Now, so so you moved to Connecticut. Did you move with family, or is that, or, or were you at, at that point? Were you? Um, so I, I lived, I lived with a aunt of mine. She uh-huh. uh, she works for an insurance company. Okay. And so I moved with her and my cousin. And then about a year later, we actually moved to Columbia, South Carolina. And then that's where I graduated high school from. And then I went to University of Louisville for school and everything like that. Got it. So you went from Connecticut to South Carolina. Yes, sir. That's not messing around. That is that is quite the culture shift. I used to live in Connecticut as well. That is big difference. Yeah, big difference. Um, what was that like? Because you were you were in high school at that point, right? So that's a yes. That's a formative time in a young man's life. What was that like? Yes. 
um, you know, it was different. You know, you go from being in a very diverse populations with nothing but like Hispanics or African Americans mm -hmm. to where like, and to no offense, it was like only Caucasian people we saw were our teachers. That was it. And to where it was just like, like there's, you know, I was always stuck in like that own little bubble in like yeah. the Bronx and like even in Hartford, Connecticut, you know, you got, I, we lived on Park Street. There's like nothing but Puerto Ricans there. Yeah. Or, yeah, or like, sense. Yeah. that's where I lived. And so it was like, whoa, whoa, it was like, it was mind blowing. It was like, there's grass, like there's trees. It was like, it was, it was a beautiful thing. Like, like people like, that's crazy. Like you take advantage of it. You don't even realize like growing up in like a, a city to where it's like, some of the tall buildings and stuff. Yeah. And then you go to like Park Street and then you come here. It's just like, it's amazing. So, um, so at first I was kind of resentful, but then I was kind of happy. Like, when, like after like three months of being here. Yeah. Well, well Hartford is where the, we used to live in Hartford, crazily enough. And, okay. and you're absolutely right. Man, there was some really good Puerto Rican food in in Hartford. <laughs> there really was. There really was, man. It is all about the food, right? But so I, I, I'm expecting or suspecting that you did not find that down in South Carolina, and but clearly you survived it. And what precipitated your decision to uh, to join the Army? Um, I was a cadet firefighter in high school. Right. And so I was like, I always enjoyed serving my community. Um, cool. And so when I was wanting to do the cadet firefighter, but where we lived at, they were shutting down a fire station due to like funding and stuff oh, wow. or zoning or something. They were building like new neighborhoods and they were like shifting the firehouse. And you know, you need a car in the South to get anywhere and I didn't have a car. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna join the Navy because they have a firefighters program. They had to, they do, they do water and they do land. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh yeah, come back in like seven months. And I'm like, I can't come back in like seven months. Like, I. I left, uh, I left, I went to college. I got bad grades in college. So it was like, I'm living in like my car right now. My aunt mm -hmm. said I got a week to be, I can't come back in five months. So I <laughs> went to the army. I went to the army August 4th and I was in basic training August 8th. Oh my no God. <laughs> <Holy cow. laughs> yep. That's, that's fantastic. And, uh, where, if you can say, where did you serve? Um, I've been to Fort Hood twice, mm -hmm. Fort Bliss, um, Afghanistan, Iraq, and now Fort Jackson. But I'm in a, I'm in a graduate school program, so I just go to school full time. Okay. Congratulations, and and, yeah. and thank you thank for you. your service. Um, Those without saying, much. right? Yeah. Um, are, are, so are you still in the service, or are you out? I am. I'm just going to school full time. You're going to school full time. Wow. And and yes. so you went in as enlisted. And your schooling will uh, make you eligible for Transition. officer. Yes, sir. Yeah, very good. And and you, what is your pursuit um, in, in terms of vocation within the army? So, uh, right now I'm a master sergeant, which is an E8. The high school goes E9. Um, and so, in May fifth, actually a month from now, May fifth, I'll be commissioning as an adjutant general. Um, an adjutant general corps in the army, and then I'll go to Bow Lake Basic Officer Leaders course here at Fort Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, and my follow-on assignment, as of right now, is Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Well, that's um, good. You don't have to so, move too far. Exactly. So, um, so right now, I'm kind of blessed because my wife works for the adjutant general school, so she's trying to get me an assignment here at Fort Jackson to stay. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> to pull some strings, huh? 
It's like, inside job. <laughs> I'm not even fooling with you, man. I'm not even fooling with you. Like Tim, Tim hinted at it or brushed against it as we got started here, but you're married. You got kids. Yes. You're still serving. You're in school. When the heck are you finding time to run, man? <laughs> um, most of the time it's like early morning or like midday. Because like if I don't run... If I don't run like around between five and seven, I'm not running until like between twelve and two. Got it, got it. And if I if I don't run between those times, it's, it's not happening. Especially during the summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen to so that. T- tell me about your uh, kids. How old are your kids? Uh, right now we have two girls, uh, fourteen and eleven. Good for um, you. Yeah, they're they're active, very active uh, between basketball, tumbling, cheer. So we we keep them in sports. That's what he does in his yeah. spare time. He follows trucks him. kids he's, around. He's, he's, he's a girl dad. <laughs> exactly. Trucking kids around. I know that story, man. I know that story. Oh my god, yeah. it's incredible. So I, I read something that you started a 5K in Camden. Tell us about that. Yes. So I started a 5K. We first moved to Camden. Um, when I was a drill sergeant, we used to always like go to Camden to eat at this Mexican restaurant. It's called Salute. It's like a tequila bar. It's like man, we love this place. Um, we love this town. And so uh, we just started going more and more. And then we finally moved there. And then there was a soup kitchen. I used to run past a soup kitchen. I would always see them. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I'll run early. So I always see like them setting up or doing something at like zero five to seven. And one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to talk to them. Because I've never heard of that soup kitchen. There's another soup kitchen in Camden. It's called um, Food for the Soul. Uh-huh. Now for them, everybody knows them. They get all the sponsorships. They get everything. And from Columbia all the way up to Bishopville. So then I just started talking to them and then come to find out like they were the first uh, soup kitchen in Camden. Um, but since the pandemic, they pretty much lost all their their sponsors. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know what? Like, I enjoy running. I enjoy fitness. I was like, how about I try to organize an event to raise money for it? And, and we did. And the goal was to raise $1,000. This is all after expenses were paid for. Yeah. Um, so we re- the goal was $1,000 and we raised thirteen forty. And I just opened up registration for um, for the next event, November 5th, and the goal is 2500 for that one. Nice. And real quick, what's the name of the event and where uh, do people Mount find Mariah, it? Uh, Mount Mariah Sprint 5K. Got uh, it. the, it's on Race Register. And it's it. a M-M-O-I-5K on Instagram. You got Selwyn Blake time and that for you? Say again, sir? Selwyn Blake, is he helping you uh, with that oh. one? Oh, you must you must know them. Him and uh, Kim Loudon. <laughs> I, know, I know Selwyn very well. Uh, I've yeah, known yeah. him for twenty-five years, and he is probably one of the most wonderful human beings you would ever want to know. And uh, one of They're his running people. buddies by the name of O.J. Striggles, who never seems to age, and probably i don't know how old he is but he's still probably running low 30s for a 10k he just solid yeah him right and selwyn on. both are are very good runners right but on. uh selwyn owns right a on. running store down in uh in south carolina and does a lot of the but yes they're doing the time for us very good you're, running. you're in good hands excellent that's great that's great well that so getting back to your running so we talked about this you did the shamrock and I assume uh-huh. we'll see you for most of the six pack, to, yes. d- d- unless you know duty calls, literally. Um, and you're running the marathon with us this year too, right? Yes. 
where, oh my gosh, where do you find the time for all this, man? Okay, so, <laughs> so, so, so I'm flabbergasted by this, man. So clearly you sleep even less than I do, um, which is uh, incredible. Um, goals for the marathon this year. So the goals, honestly, is to complete it. I never ran a full marathon. Um, okay. So it's like, to me, it's, it's more of a challenge for me as well. It's like, you yeah. know what, like, I need to do something that's going to actually, like, push and motivate me to do it. Because if not, I'll probably just register for it and then do, like, 11 mile or 12 mile and be done. And then be like, nah, I'll get to it later. I'll find some excuse to where it's just like, oh, I can't, can't do it. But there's like, this right here, it's like, this, I have to fulfill this obligation now. It's like, I, I'm signed up. Not just for the the money, but it's like, and we were blessed for the uh, the sponsorships. It's like, I have to do it now. I have yeah. a duty to fulfill. Yeah. Now, okay. The goal, the goal is eight eight minute pace for the eight minute to eight ten pace. Love it. Well, obviously we'll be there, so we'll keep an eye on you. So good luck on that. Yeah, now, that's good. I know, right? <laughs> it's like you're killing me, man. Okay. Now I want to get back to your early story here. Um, okay. Uh, because you had all kinds of distractions that could have easily knocked you off this path to where you are right now. Who were you looking at and saying, that's my motivation? Who were your heroes and who did you look to and say, these are the people that inspire me? Because you're inspiring the heck out of me, I can tell you that much right now. So I had two people, um, and one of them, it wasn't even in a positive way. You know, um, like I said, my grandmother raised us. Mm -hmm. And the other, like, so, like, I would see my mom probably when I was, like, 10. I started seeing her around, and then uh, she will come around very frequent. And, you know, I always got told, like, you're never going to be anything. You know, you're going to end up like your dad, blah, blah, blah. So it was like, no, I'm not. So it was like, so that negativity also, like, fueled my fire because it was just like, no, I'm not going to end up like him. I'm not going to end up in Rikers. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Um, so it was that, and it's gonna, it sounds crazy, but it was a rapper, Fat Joe. Um, so it was like, I know, like, he grew up in the Bronx and he did a lot yeah. of bad things, mm -hmm. he did a lot of bad things in the Bronx, which is fine, it was the culture there. But it's like, you know, like to know that he made it out, it was like, there's a way, like, there's a way. And so, like, watching him go from literally rags to riches, it was like, you know, like, it was, it was great and it was like inspiration because like not a lot of puerto ricans were doing that yeah yeah and so I, I clicked onto that and i clicked onto all the negativity from my mother being like you're never going to be anything so you had like your own locker room pin up there going like you know like you guys are going to be in last place no <laughs> yes, yes, sir. man incredible so your, so your grandma gave you bulletin board material as well. exactly <laughs> exactly uh, Oh, no, my grandmother, she was very supportive. It was my mother. Your mother. Because uh, she started Sorry. coming around. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, because my mother, she was in and out of in and out of the systems as well, you know, hooked on. You know, it was the 80s, 80s and 90s in, in the Bronx. It was nothing but cocaine. So it was like, you know, she was always either on it or in and out of the jail system. So it was like, yeah, it was I, rough. I always find it inspiring um, when someone breaks the cycle. You know, you, you had a choice in life. You could choose one of two mm -hmm. paths, the high road or the low road, right? And the high road was probably the narrow road as well. And <clears throat> you chose that and you chose to broke the, break the cycle, um, get an education, do something productive with your life, have a family, be a, you know, be a husband and a father and 
all of those things that that will leave a legacy with with your kids and i that inspires mm-hmm. me because so many times people are like you know what I grew up in that, and and I just you know that's that's who I am. That's what I am. I can't help it. And I think more times than not, wrong. You can do something about it. You can change. You can make a difference. You can be different. You can be the one that breaks the cycle. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you. I will be very interested in reading this book. Yeah. <laughs> well, my wife was saying that to me the other day. She was like you need to write a book. And I was like, I'm not writing a book. She was like, well, not right now. You don't have time, man. <laughs> like, just record your stuff and just let other people write it for you. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, no, no, no. If you did it, I know you would write it yourself. <laughs> you. This is, this is, um, we're not talking to a guy who's going to farm this up. We're talking to a guy who's going to be like, I'm writing this myself. Incredible stuff, man. Incredible stuff. Um, now, I, I, I want to I ask you, um, so we've got the rest of the six-pack series coming up. And how far along are you in the NBA program? When do you finish that? May. I finish in May. You finish in May, okay. Oh, May 5th. Holy cow, okay, so you're done with that, which all your free time, you could start writing the book then. No, because I did not go to the basic option leaders oh, course, which you took the, that, that'll take a time. You got paid But attention. that'll actually give me, that'll give me weekends free though, so that's actually good, because like the NBA program, like it's a lot of group works, and they all want to meet on Sunday. Oh. And then I have Saturday classes from like eight to four. Oh my gosh! Um, it's not every Saturday, but it's like every other Saturday for most classes. So I'll actually have weekends off when I oh go back God. to learning uniform. And on those weekends, like at the at the Shamrock, uh, let's say you brought the kids up here to Charlotte yes. for that event. First of all, I, I'm dying to know what they said about that. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, globally. What do they say about you? Because they're old enough to process what you're up to and the, the foundation you're laying. That clearly, they say good things. Maybe not about that Saturday morning trip up here, but I think globally. Uh, they, were, they were fine. We had a generator on. They were laying in the back on the couch. Uh, <laughs> they were laying down Love in the it. back. Honestly, like they enjoy it. They enjoy it. Um, the only thing they don't like to do is like the cold weather. But if it's not cold, yeah. they're fine. They enjoyed it. They actually enjoyed like being there. Uh, they did say this, and this wasn't I have a positive and a negative. They said that uh, it was like there was no music. He was playing it out of the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, you must have been in the front in, in, in the, uh, the front side of the truck because he was, he got in uh, our uh, box truck. He was in the back of the and truck. Started playing out of the oh, box truck to yeah. stay stay uh, out of the weather. I know that. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let them know that yeah. I oh, talked yeah. to them and asked them to do. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, so they, but they did enjoy like the uh, like how many people were there because there was quite a quite a bit of people there, and for the amount of people there, it still seemed to run organized. Like you had your like your, the famous toastery was set up over here, and they loved the uh, it was like a water thing that y'all had there. That was just uh, the rain. My, my <laughs> oh no! about the water monster. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they love that. Yeah. And I don't, I can't even get them to drink water, but when they saw that, they drank water. And I'm like, oh. that's all I got to do is get one of those? Oh, they were the kids Very sticking their face under the faucet, right? <laughs> Hilarious. The little oh one was trying to, and the oldest one was like, don't do that. <laughs> well, okay, so we got our first review on the water monster. There you go. Right? Yeah. The, the reviews are in, and they're positive. Yeah, right thumbs now. up. <laughs> 
Does, Man, uh, thank you so much for your time and thank you for your service to our thank country. You thank you for being an ambassador and investing in that. Uh, thanks for being a great husband and a, and a legit dad and just uh, being a, a girl dad. That's fantastic. My brother has three girls and served in the service and um, I've got a couple daughters, but I got yeah. some sons to mix yeah, in with that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Just uh, awesome. All right. Xavier Vargas, my friend, we will see you on the other side. We'll see you at the races, man. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration for the November 16th Novon Health Charlotte Marathon, Half Marathon, Relay, 5K, and One Mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your host, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper, is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte, released every week.